0: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Rider with you. Thanks for listening. Happy Friday. NFL playoffs. They're here right around the corner. Among your last chances to put some money down this NFL season as it beautifully dwindles toward a Super Bowl and a champion. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go to the best in the business. He's on the line. Host of You Better You Bet. Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. He is Nick Costos. Remember... Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick's analysis. He's incredible. You're about to hear that. If you haven't before, just search You Bet wherever you find
1: your podcast. Hello, Nick. What's up, buddy? Bill, what's going on, brother? Uh, what a great time to be a sports fan. Super wildcard weekend in the NFL. Oh, wait, uh, let's get to it.
0: All right, so let's start. All right, so Giants. Vikings is the game that I think we've um, we've we've tossed around in the old the old uh, brain the most over the, the first hour. What do you see from the game, and what do you see just in terms of trying to make a little bit of money? Where's some value here?
1: Well, I can tell you right now, I'm actually looking at the odds board at the moment right now, and uh, you better you bet Joe sponsor BetMGM, and it looks like the Giants are getting bet this morning here. This um, maybe because Brian Dable just kind of gave an injury update for uh, for his team for this game on on Sunday. And this is going to be the healthiest the Giants defense has been by probably the entire season, like literally since the season began. It looks like a Dory Jackson's going to be back for this game. You know, their number one corner, who's obviously missed a bunch of time here. This looks like it's going to be like a close to full strength Giants team here. So I'm actually, I'm looking at the odds board right now. The Giants are still plus three, but minus 115, which means that the indication there is that this is closer to going down to two and a half than it is to staying at a at three bill i this is such a tough game for me to handicap i am a lifelong giants fan so like i'm already like emotionally invested in the giants but i'm never going to let that stand in the way of making a bet so i think here is my honest analysis of the game like taking my fandom out of it i think vikings minus three It's a perfect point spread. I think these two games on these two teams on a neutral field are pretty much equal. And Minnesota is one of the best home field advantages in the league. And you bump them up a little bit for it being a playoff game. I think Minnesota minus three is a perfect number. Where if this were ever going to be Giants plus three and a half, I would bet the Giants. And if it went down to Minnesota minus two like and a half, I'm not going to do it because like I want the Giants to win. But my honest betting advice would be to lay it with Minnesota minus the two and a half here. I know that a lot of people are going to like the Giants in this game. It's Daniel Jones' first playoff start. Minnesota's going to be raucous here. So that's how I would play it. Two and a half, lay Minnesota. Three and a half, take it with the Giants. I actually think it's more likely that uh, two and a half is going to be the number than three and a half, and maybe even three. So I think it's a game that's really tough to call. It really depends on what the point spread is.
0: Nick Costos, when you're when you're taking into account all the factors, how much do you weigh in a single game? Someone like Kirk Cousins, you know, having to, or maybe not, but maybe wearing adult diapers uh, when there's a lot of pressure on the line. I mean, the, the degree to which I think this guy is a bum, I cannot overstate. Do you factor that in, like the idea, the notion that maybe certain players are just different when the postseason rolls around, or I think in Cousins' case, any big time game under the lights? Or do you dismiss those things, and as you make your analysis for actually gambling
2: purposes?
1: Well, I think I think, and we can talk about this when we talk about the Cowboys and Bucks on Monday on Monday night as well. I think it's kind of like case by case basis, but I think like the point spread always needs to be like the anchor for what things are. And, and as far as like this particular game is concerned, like listen, you might be right about Kirk Cousins; he may be terrible in this game. It is worth noting though, in Cousins' first playoff start a couple of years ago on the road in New Orleans against the Saints, he outplayed Drew Brees in that game. And the Vikings won that game. Then they went to San Francisco and faced a buzzsaw 49ers team that eventually went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Kansas City Chiefs so like Cousins like played very well in his first playoff start hostile environment on the road in New Orleans and even if you want to make the case and you could be right like I said like Cousins could play poorly in the game I'm a Daniel Jones fan this is Daniel Jones first playoff start And while, like, Jones, I would say, like, for the most part in the quote-unquote big games in his career, there haven't been that many, has generally come to play. Like, would it really be all that surprising if Daniel Jones played poorly and threw a couple picks in this game? Like, I know, like, we're all kind of, like, collectively on the Daniel Jones bandwagon at this point. The guy is not Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's going to be bad, just that would it really be that surprising if he was bad? So just something to consider along with Kirk Cousins. Like, it's not like the guy on the other side is, you know, Josh Allen.
0: Uh, Nick Costos here on uh, here on the show. Uh, Seattle going to play a really really good Niners team. The number that that I saw when I bet it was nine and a half. Where do you come down on this game or, or the total or anything that you're eyeing?
1: Yeah, so I I took Seattle ten earlier in the week. Just felt like I just felt like that number was a smidge high. I feel like honestly, like the point spread's correct now. San Francisco needs to be more than a touchdown favorite and and not favored by 10, in my opinion, which is why I bet Seattle plus 10. So with where we're at right now, I actually think it's Seattle or nothing. I I think Seattle is, I may be an idiot for saying this out loud, I think Seattle's like a little live to win this game. I do too. Yeah, Yeah, I'm with uh, you. And a a lot of factors at play here, Bill. The most important being, like, let's see what the weather is going to be tomorrow in the Bay Area, where it's been raining. The rain like, could potentially, weather is very fickle, obviously, the rain could be very bad tomorrow during the game. If that is the case, and the rain is terrible during the game, maybe the 49ers just run for 300 yards in the game. The Seahawks are healthy on the defensive line, which I think is, is very important. But San Francisco's passing attack, think about like why like, quarterbacks like Brock Purdy are able to come in. like No disrespect to him, and play so well in the Shanahan offense. It's like these layup passes, you know, and the timing-based offense to Wizards after the catch, like McCaffrey and Ayuk and Kittle and Debo Samuel, right? So if it's going to be raining, and you know at Levi Stadium, how many times have we heard this throughout the years, whether, you know, when it used to host the Pac-12 title game or just games that the Niners have played in, that field is an absolute disaster. Like, what happens if it's raining really hard tomorrow during the game and, like, Debo Samuel can't get his footing and the timing is disrupted even by, like, a half second? Like, I think it's going to screw things up for San Francisco. Um, So Seattle plus nine and a half is my bet in this game. I don't want to say, like, it's like I love, love, love it, but it's the only side that I would take, and I do think there are scenarios that play out where Purdy maybe doesn't play well. Turnovers could go Seattle's way. I think Seattle is more alive in this game than people think.
0: Nick Casos here on the show. Nick, I I am really looking forward, I think it's tomorrow night's game, uh, to Chargers at Jags, and I've I've enjoyed – Watching Jacksonville play, watching Trevor Lawrence reclaim some of the momentum of his career, and watching someone who's not Urban Meyer be at the helm of that football team and that quarterback's future. Uh, it's a Chargers team that a lot of folks thought were going to be really formidable in a Super Bowl contending, AFC West contending kind of way this year. Where do you, in, if I remember right, Jags are, are, are home dogs by I think two and a half, last I saw. Where do you come down in this game? Can I
1: ask you a question
0: first? Yeah, hit me. Who do you like? Who do you like in this game? I like Jacksonville. I I, I, I haven't bet this yet. I, I'm, I think I'm going to bet Jacksonville just straight up on the money line if I can get like plus one twenty maybe. I need to look. I haven't looked at that yet, but I'm assuming that's the range. I, I like. I know the Chargers have a ceiling. I, I understand all that. I, I'm. I think Jacksonville win the football game.
1: Yeah. So I I think it's a very very tough game to predict. Bill, I think that more people than not that I've spoken to this week agree with you on Jacksonville here. And the reason that a lot of people will give, and I certainly understand it, is the coaching, right, with Brandon Staley against Doug Peterson, where Peterson has been there, done that, won a Super Bowl. And Brandon Staley was kind of anointed by many, including me. So, like, I'm first in line. It's not me taking shots at people in the sports media. I would be first and foremost on this, was kind of anointed as like Boy Wonder, right? Coming over, great job as defensive coordinator of the Rams, like good first season with the Chargers, making good analytical decisions. Like what he did last week, like let's not mince words, is one of the dumbest coaching decisions I've ever seen in the 30 plus years I've been watching NFL football. Like playing his starters in that game against the Broncos, so deep into the game, getting Joey Bosa hurt, getting Mike Williams hurt, I mean, was absolute insanity. So I would understand anyone that wants to bet the Jaguars because, like, I I get it. Like, you've got Doug Peterson against Brandon Staley. For me, I, I think the Chargers are a lot better than the Jaguars. And I know that the Jaguars' defense was good down the stretch in some games. But, like, when they had to step up in class against Dallas, I know that they won the game against Dallas, but they let up 34 points. Like, they gave up a lot of points. They won the game against Baltimore, let up a lot of points. Played well against Davis Mills and the Houston Texans, Josh Dobbs and the Tennessee Titans. I think Justin Herbert has a huge game. I like the Chargers tomorrow night. I run the risk of losing because Peterson will outcoach Staley, so I can't make this like it's the greatest bet of all time. But I do like the Chargers, and if the Chargers do win, Bill, I think they go on the road to Arrowhead and at the very least cover the spread in the divisional round, if not win that game outright.
0: Oh, wow. Nick Costos. I love it. Hey, let me ask you a question. This isn't about the games. Um, I just want you to make an assessment, and don't, don't be afraid to criticize me or Tom. I'm not making this up. <laughs> okay. I'm being serious. D. Cell has been aggressively pushing the idea this week that, and arguing with us on the show that he thinks—and I'm not kidding, Nick—that he thinks the NFL playoffs should go down to four teams. Am I missing something, or is that the worst take you've ever heard in the history of Sports Talk Radio? Uh,
1: I think it actually is the worst take I've heard. Period. Sports Talk Radio or otherwise. Like, does does Tom like sports? I, I Tom, do you like? I mean, do you like sports, Tom? I love sports. Okay. I, no, you don't. You don't like sports. Because if you like sports, like, you would like more games, more things to watch, more things to bet on, more things to play fantasy with, more enjoyment. Like, you want four teams? You want the NFL playoffs to be two weeks long? Like you yes, don't, you hate does. sports. Like, he hates sports. <laughs> I'm yeah, Thank you. I, I don't, Bill, I don't get the people that are like, oh, well, why would you want to expand the college football playoff? Oh, gee, I don't know. Because it's more awesome games for us all to watch and talk about and bet on. Duh. I, I, the, the people that don't want things to expand, I don't get. Now, I get like the NCAA tournament does not need to be like 90 teams. That one I understand. It's already like pretty long and pretty big and pretty awesome. Like everything else, man, give me more. More, please. It's also yeah, this, good for us for what we do for a living.
0: This is really helpful because I've never had anyone gaslight me before, but this must be what it feels like. It's been driving me crazy. He, having hates, this... he
1: hates sports. He's in the wrong profession. He does not like sports, I'm telling you.
0: It cost us here on the show. Um, I mean, the Dolphins Bills game is obviously no to it. Not not the matchup that that it, that it could have been, right? Not the game that it could have been. And I haven't gone anywhere near this game. I think the line is thirteen and a half. That could be wrong. Correct me, Nick, if I if I got that wrong. Are you betting this? Are you betting every game for the hell of it? Is this a pass? Do you, do you see anything here?
1: Oh yeah. Oh well, I I bet Buffalo a couple of times already. You have. Um, okay. All right. So the only reason, in my opinion, I could be wrong. The only reason, in my opinion, I think I'm right, that the spread is not 14 yet is because, you know, bettors are still waiting to find out for sure that Skylar Thompson's starting and not Teddy Bridgewater, which is the expectation. Bridgewater dislocated finger on his throwing hand, not throwing the ball with a lot of velocity, and never threw the ball with a lot of velocity to begin with, obviously. Now, Dalton's beat reporters are kind of parsing through Mike McDaniel's comments and saying that basically Bridgewater will be the break glass in case of emergency quarterback, where if Skylar Thompson gets hurt, Bridgewater would come in. But, like, it hasn't officially been announced that Thompson's the quarterback, which, again, for me, is the only reason why the spread is not up to 14. If Skylar Thompson is announced as the quarterback, like, the point spread, in my opinion, has to be at least 14 here. At least. And I think – I don't know what I would need to bet Miami in this game if Skylar Thompson's playing. Like, in all seriousness, maybe, like, 21 and a half, like, to bet Miami. I think they are walking into an absolute buzzsaw. I think Buffalo will smash them in the game. I think it's going to be a three-hour railroading on Sunday in western New York so 13-and-a-half, like, you get word that it's going to be Skylar Thompson and the number's 13-and-a-half? Like, I will bet more on Buffalo if and when that happens. Again, point spread has to be at least 14 if Skylar Thompson's the quarterback.
0: <laughs> Nick, guys, here on the show. Nick, last one for you. Uh, Ravens without Lamar Jackson, though he is on social media talking about his injury, w- without Lamar uh, going to play in Cincinnati against a very good Bengals team, right around nine and a half. What do you think?
1: Uh, w- once we get confirmation that Tyler Huntley is going to start for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, I will bet Baltimore in the game to cover the spread. Um, And this is not me saying that I think Baltimore is going to win the game. Like, at the end of the game, Joe Burrow can pull it out and and win, obviously, for Cincinnati. So, I'm not going to bet Baltimore to win the game. But I do think Baltimore can cover the spread. And I think the point spread is going to be, like, correct here, right? If Huntley is going to play, then, like, Cincinnati needs to be favored by more than seven but less than ten. If it's Anthony Brown, it'll be more than ten. But if it's going to be Huntley and that's the expectation, it's not that, like, I have an edge on the point spread of the game. I think it's going to be fine. It's nine and a half right now. I think that's appropriate. It's just – The familiarity between these two teams playing twice a year. They literally just played last week. John Harbaugh is a terrific coach and a better head coach than Zach Taylor. I know Taylor just went to the Super Bowl. Also, no one with a brain would take Zach Taylor over John Harbaugh as a coach in the NFL. The Ravens sat a couple of their really good players last week, most notably running back J.K. Dobbins, tight end Mark Andrews. And Baltimore was able to get a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow in last week's game, which, by the way, the Bengals covered. They did not win in blowout fashion in that game last week to win the AFC North and uh, and get this home playoff game. So, for me, Baltimore plus 9.5 with Huntley I think is a good bet. I definitely think the Ravens can keep this game close. Bill, I think they'll probably lose, but uh, I do think that they can keep this game relatively close. So give me Baltimore once it's announced that Tyler Huntley's the quarterback. In any
0: honest rendering, in any vacuum, Fridays are amazing, but they're even better here because every Friday we have had the benefit of Nick Costos's analysis, his excellent, his humor, and his candor. And I just, I like the guy. Uh, Costos. as you know, I think you're the man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, as always. You're a very, for folks who don't know, you're a very busy dude and and, and quite coveted in terms of your time. Thank you, thank you for not just today, but, but all these Fridays making time for us.
1: Uh, Bill, you, you know this, that I am more than happy. Love coming on with you. Anytime, always, to come on with you on your show. Uh, wishing everybody minimal sweats winning bets the absolute very best of luck this weekend. And, Bill, may God have mercy on my soul, but I'm against Tom Brady on Monday night. How about the Cowboys? Dallas minus two and a half on the road in Tampa.
0: Whoa! All right, Kostos. I love it, buddy.
1: We'll talk Kostos to you. Is,
0: see you, bud. Kostos is great. Also, to... um. Sort of misquote, Karate Kid. Costos put him in a body bag. That was, woo. Hey, um, let's do this. Let's do buy or sell with D Cell. Who wants? You know what? We already talked about it. It's fine. D Cell's buy or sell coming up next here on CBS Sports Radio. For wildcard round action, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is the place to go. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code Writer R-E-I-T-E-R, my last name. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. That's code Writer. that's R E I T E R. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook must be present and state where lawful to wager. Twenty-one plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario and Ohio. Bonus issued as is free bets. One free bet issued based on the amount of initial losing NFL bet up to ten dollars. Eligibility, wagering, deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call one hundred GAMBLER in New York. Call eight seven seven eight HOPE NY. Or text hope my that's four six seven three six nine eligibility in terms of sportsbook.com, draftkings.com, slash football terms.
3: You're listening to the Writer Than You Podcast.
0: All right, welcome back into the show. The NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. This NFL postseason, not just the this special one, uh, the wild card round, the division around the AFC and NFC championship games, the Pro Bowl, and Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on Westwood One Sports. Dot com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service it can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the ro- road as restrictions apply. Get in the zone AutoZone. Arizona, an a- especially appropriate name since the Super Bowl is going to be there, as will this show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bogus, I see you. I'm jealous. Are you not coming out?
2: <laughs> no, aren't you sweet?
0: No. I would love to hang out at the Super Bowl. That would be fun. Me too. I'd be a good time. Because then you would be unencumbered from the realities of being a great dad and husband and, and and having to do a less great commute, and we would party.
2: I had. I did not disappoint... In year one of the network when we all went to New Orleans for Ravens-Niners Super Bowl. I did my part that week. That's all I'm going to say. Did you rave? I wouldn't say rave. I mean, maybe—certainly not in reality. Relative to me, yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. You got crazy. Look
0: out. Did you, did you party at a level that would have reattracted for a second time um, Olivia Wilde? Well,
2: I can't speak to that. I okay. can tell you two things. I'm not allowed back in Louisiana, the entire state. Still, understood. I did. <laughs> I did end up at a dinner with Kay Adams, who's now of FanDuel, whatever. Yep. Amani Toomer, and then Plaxico Burris joined us in the middle of. Now there are other people at the table. There's a lot of us, but those are the names you people name would know. Drop. That was yeah, yeah. Give me a name drop. Give Is, me a, give, give a name drop. Was that a planned dinner? So, um, so I knew Amani from working with him at Sirius before I came here. At that point, he was working at NBC Radio with one of my buddies, and Kay Adams, was a part of that show. So, when I saw them, Radio Row, we all started hanging out. So, Amani being Amani Tumor, giant, great, and this was 2012 again. So, this is relatively close to Plax being a great giant, but. The embarrassment of the way things ended with with the Giants and shooting himself by accident with the gun in the sweatpants. It was a big deal that like he was around and he and Amani were like hanging out and we were sitting right there. Yeah. I don't have many stories, but that's half a one.
0: That's a I mean, pretty good one. That is a good that is a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Super Bowl's fun for reasons like that. I, I you never know who the hell you're gonna bump into.
2: Right. Yeah, the other inside CBS Sports Radio story from that one is that, you know, we got down there on a Sunday to start doing show shows Monday morning. And this is, again, this is month two of the network. So the 6 a.m. show was Brandon Tierney, Tiki Barber, and Dana Jacobson. And everyone was excited to be down there. So Monday, first day, everyone does their show, starts hanging out. We're in New Orleans. Let's have fun. Tuesday morning was not good for that show because they began... <laughs> At 5 a.m. Central Time down there, so they even lost an hour of sleep after getting beat up through a long Monday of fun, and then that ruined them for the rest of the week. They was never they never rallied. Like, that was it. They were done after 36 hours.
3: Wow. Yeah,
0: that was it. That was it. I'm trying not to pass judgment. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta roll through the pain. Okay. I mean, that's just
2: yeah. You're preaching to the choir the here. I didn't stop.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, this show will be eight a.m. to 10 a.m. local time and I can assure you that there's a good chance that you know midnight's gonna come and go before this guy puts his head on the pillow a few times
2: I just and we can move off this in a second but I, I just now I'm feeling bad I, I thought decent are having a good week I thought we were you know in a good year as best buds that he didn't tell me about this
3: well Andrew if you must know uh, Ooh, we got an Andrew I will be here in studio with you I will not be in Arizona. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Oh, awkward.
2: Just a little bit. Who's going instead of you to produce the show?
3: Uh, I will be doing it from the studio right here.
2: Oh, then they didn't make a value oh, judgment of your work and send to Pat Boyle. They <laughs> said, <laughs> they may
3: have. They absolutely he he may have. He said, "Produce the show." <laughs>
2: oh, I don't. I don't know. We're going to do what we normally do every day.
3: <laughs> uh, made me laugh. <laughs>
0: Made me laugh. Um, we're kind of ahead of schedule. We have so much time. Do you guys want to get in buy or sell a little early here? Yeah, why not?
3: <laughs> All right.
2: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues
3: in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill. It was announced yesterday that if the Bills and Chiefs should meet in the AFC Championship game, that game will be held in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which, as you know, is a dome. Obviously, both the Bills and Chiefs play in outdoor stadiums in cities that typically have very cold weather around the time of the AFC Championship game. My question to you, buy or sell the NFL needed to find a cold-weather city with an outdoor stadium for the potential neutral game site between the Bills and Chiefs. Buy. I hate this.
0: so much, like, I, I can't even, I can't even state to the degree which I find this to be incredibly obnoxious, for the reasons you just walked us through. Also, can you like, not maybe try to triangulate a place between the cities in question so fans can sort of meet equal distance ish? And like Chicago would have been perfect. Why not play in Chicago? Cold weather's part of football. And the dome is a, is a it changes things.
2: So in the announcement yesterday, they I pointed out it. that Atlanta was basically the same distance between Buffalo and KC. It's the same. Is it? That's what they said. It's Come one on. way down and one way west. Chicago- I'm not good.
0: I'm, I'm not good at, 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 at geography, but Chicago's not closer.
2: No, 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 no. That's the point. Chicago's closer to KC than it is to Buffalo. So maybe, right. so maybe they're thinking it'd be an advantage for the Chief fans to get there, so they put it in a place where both of them would have to make the same effort to get to that game.
0: I mean, come on. you're. T- I've done that drive. That is a Kansas City
3: 5. That's like
0: a 9-hour drive.
3: 10-hour. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, it haul. feels like it's a disadvantage for both teams. But that's
0: the point. Like, I know, why, but put like, it, we- why put it in a dome, though? Like A dome changes key aspects. The weather should matter. When should—they play outside each of these teams. The only thing that would have been guaranteed had they played each other, if you played every incarnation of every game, is that one the game would have been outside and there would have been the opportunity, the randomness of weather.
3: No? Just me? No, I'm with you. And Bogus, to your point, you, you say like that's the point, that it's a disadvantage. Why couldn't they find something else where it could have been a slight advantage for both teams? Like Chicago or like I guess Pittsburgh is is much closer to Buffalo than it is KC.
2: Right. That so I'm looking. I'm doing the math now. It's actually Chicago is not drastically closer to KC than to Buffalo. So my thought is it's about the weather.
0: So, and all it's a hundred percent about the weather.
2: Right. They wanted to be. A re- they wanted to be a regular game.
0: Well, this also tells me that I'm never in my lifetime, or if I somehow I don't want this. We're going to use technology to get nine lifetimes. I'm never getting a Lambo field Super Bowl. Well, maybe nine lifetimes when it's like seventy degrees there, but it's. I'm never
2: getting that. Am I ever? No, I. I feel like that's died. I feel like that that idea Stupid. is gone because I'm, my guess is people don't want fancy people don't want to sit outside in New York or Philly or Lambo.
3: But people do. I mean, this ah, it. Ha- I mean, just part of the deal, man. Do either of you feel like the NFL might be using this potential, whether it happens or not, this potential neutral site game as something that may happen in the future and just yes. become the norm?
0: So I'll say this: Lamar Hunt had Lamar Hunt, who who I wrote about a little bit before he passed away, and his son a lot, Clark Hunt, and Lamar Hunt, former owner of the Chiefs, the uh, AFC Championship Trophy named after him. He had this vision that, and it's a good idea, actually. I think that the NFC-AFC championship games would be played over the same weekend in the same place, and it would be a Final Four environment as a basically a double, right? Like a, another way.
2: Saturday-Sunday games?
0: Yeah, and then, right. And then I could see it evolving for people that have real budgets, media members, or limited ones that can't do Super Bowl, where you go like you do a, a Friday-to-Monday mini radio row. That was his vision. right? It's an event. Everybody shows up. Right, You and the boys are like, ah, let's go. Let's go to the town and party. That was something he always wanted, and I've seen that recirculated in the last week, which has clearly been planned by the NFL. So, yes, I think that's a really good question, and I do think that's something they're
2: probably considering.
0: And I don't hate that idea, actually. Unless they're all in domes and warm
2: weather, and then I'll lose my mind. Well, of course they would be. Of course they would be. I'll I've I've lose my mind. I've never heard that before, so my first thought to Diesel's question was absolutely not. There's zero chance a team would give up the right to host a championship game.
0: So it takes owners, right? So I like could be a be a vote, and so the question becomes: Are there enough teams? Because the teams that know in the next three years they have a window, right? The Chiefs aren't going to vote for that. The Bills aren't going to vote for that. But if you think you're going to generate massive amounts of extra income, which I, I I bet you can make that argument. I wonder if they could if they could corral the votes,
2: or, or the NFL makes them whole by saying. You know, you can show us what you made off the last AFC title game, and that's what you'll get out of this cut from the ticket sales in Atlanta or Dallas or wherever. But also, too, you run the risk of teams accidentally playing a home game in one oh, yeah. of those. You know, the Super Bowl was one game. It was unlikely until recent. It never happened until recently. But now you're talking about three different sites or two different sites every year. That's a, that's just adding the possibility of the Cowboys getting to play a home game in in the NFC right. title Miami.
0: game. Miami... Arizona, Dallas have a huge advantage. Here's here's what I would here's what I would tweak. Why not take the two teams in the Super Bowl or the four teams in the conference championship games every year? And when it's done, those four teams have a little mini draft. You pull them out of the hat, and that city hosts the next you know three years down the road or whatever the planning requires. So there's a bit of a you've there's a bit of a you've earned it. I know people want because you know when the Packers made a make a conference championship under Jordan Levin three years, people are gonna be all mad. But you could have a a different way to to decide the host cities for that weekend than the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, you know, I still we've had this conversation before, and I think you yelled at me, Andy, still, and you both yelled at me because I I, love I, you. I do think the Super Bowl should be in as sterile environment as possible. I did yell at you I help you now. You're right. So I'd have a hard time back at, like, and I. Go the complete other direction. The conference championship game should be at a team stadium. Like, you should be able to win the right to host that game. I I don't know that I could accept this Final Four idea if it ever got any kind of real steam behind it.
0: What if, here's food for thought, I don't know this works from a logistics perspective, but what if they did it, but it's in the city of the team that has the tiebreaker, that is the top seed across both the NFC and the AFC of the teams that make the conference championship games. So instead of just having to calculate a tiebreaker for, you know, Bills versus Chiefs, if the Bills and the Chiefs play each other in a conference championship and the Vikings and the Niners do, whichever team is the higher-seeded team of all four, that city hosts both games. That arena, that city hosts both games.
2: Okay, I think my, the problem would be a number of things. If you're doing an idea like this... It's about people going to it. They're gonna to want to make plans sooner than yeah. three weeks' yep. head notice. You also run the risk of you probably can't play a game on back-to-back days on a grass field because they get eaten up so much. Like Lambeau couldn't host back, couldn't host a game on back-to-back days. I don't think, off the top of my head,
0: I, I I'm not an expert on that, but I would imagine with enough resources, enough money, you can make it work. The second
2: guess. game would be would suffer from that. I think.
0: You could also do Saturday, and Monday, if you think an extra day's time makes sense. No, they they need Sunday. They need yeah,
2: Sunday. they wouldn't. Ne- they would never leave Sunday.
0: I'm just telling you, this is like I don't think it's a preposterous notion. Doesn't mean it'll happen. Maybe I'm crazy. You know, may, maybe Mr. Hunt, may he rest in peace, is you know his brilliant idea will not will not find fertile ground. But I I I like the idea, and I do think because Atlanta is one of those cities that is perfectly primed to host major major
3: events. All right, let's squeeze in question number two here. (laughs) After Bill Belichick and Patriots owner Robert Kraft, a.k.a. Bobby Cakes, met earlier this week, it was reported that changes were indeed coming to New England next season. Last night, the team released a statement that they would begin interviewing offensive coordinator candidates next week. Remember that Bill Belichick did not name an OC this season, and he had Matt Patricia as the primary play caller. Patricia, of course, was Belichick's defensive coordinator from 2012 to 2017. Buy or sell that if the Patriots had a real O.C. this season, they would be playing in wild card weekend this weekend.
0: Sorry, dude. I got totally distracted by people blowing up my phone about what we just argued about. Please ask me the question again.
3: <laughs> uh, buy or sell that if the New England Patriots had a real O.C. this season, they would be playing this weekend.
0: I'll go one better. I will buy that if they had a real OC this season, they might be playing a lot. This might jeopardize many seasons ahead because. Buy Mac Jones' development matters, and seasons like this are significant. And the ability to take the leap in this season for Mac Jones was important. Um, my my wife makes a several really great points, so I'm gonna buy her some my wife's own things. Uh, here's Lori's first text. My wife is now weighing on these topics. Andrew, it's not fair for Atlanta to get all the money the fans bring. I'm gonna buy that. Buy. I want that Kansas City economy to be roaring if, if this team earns it. Also, domes suck. I'm going to buy that, too.
3: Bye.
2: Let's go, Lori.
3: <laughs> she's, uh, she's... She doesn't like the domes, either. Give me a new balance on that, bogus.
0: I mean, I can't criticize. I, I wore... No one brought it up. I wore my Christmas pajamas for you guys on this Friday. Only the shirt top, though. Because it kind of looks like I'm a farmer with jeans.
2: Wait a second. Pause on your shirt for a second. I'm the one saying not to put the game in these places. Why are you yelling at me? I don't want these Dude, games. I don't want these games in Atlanta f- randomly. You want the weather to be excluded.
0: You want bad weather to exclude a whole bunch of cities that in the Super Bowl. Just...
2: In the Super Bowl, yes. I mean, in a game yeah. already decided to be at a neutral site. Yes, that's what I'm Hashtag talking about. Tag dome suck. Sure, they do. Except yeah, when they need re- to play the Super Bowl inside of them.
0: I would so much rather go to a Super Bowl at Lambo and risk the weather than the Dome in New Orleans. I love New Orleans. But that, that you've been there,
2: right? That's not a great venue. Can we just be honest? It's not a great venue, but I watched... The, well, I wasn't there for the game, but you can watch the players actually play correctly i don't need like we play correctly like not tripping over snowbanks and not drowning in rain oh there's no real in rain. In this
0: weekend that's a fake game that's an incorrect game
2: it's okay because this is the game is decided by this game decides home field this game is dis, is, is connected to your stadium there's a complete difference between the I thought it was real football no in the super bowl the one game and this is our problem the last the rules time change in the super bowl they have always changed this this has always been the rule yeah, a lot
0: of things had always been, it didn't make him a good idea. I had always worn a certain kind of clothes. And then somebody at Fox Sports said, no, this is a mistake you've been making for 30 years. And, and they you were right.
2: reverted to wearing the same pajama shirt for four of these five <laughs> days. And the other day you wore the Barcelona jersey that you wore the day before that. So you, got, you, you stopped How listening to Fox you, Sports. How dare you, sir? <laughs> that's <laughs> no, the dome takes. Knives, knives are out now. No, you're right on the clothes. I, I,
0: that's fine. <laughs> I... I I think I've told this story, but I um I once had a boss mistake me in my own newsroom for a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like, that happens. <laughs> and even I know that domes suck.
2: And I wasn't insulted. <laughs> Ooh, Lori's
0: nominating domes for Bum of the Week. Anybody that's a oh, that is that could save D-Cell. Oh, by the way, you missed this, Bogish. I asked Costos to weigh in on did you hear this on bogus? uh I, I didn't. It, and Nick freaked out and screamed. He hates sports. He's in the wrong profession. If he wants the NFL to go to four teams in the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> would you like to nominate anyone, including me, for my you know <laughs> sense of fashion or anything else for Bum of the Week? I won't. You're not nominated. so This is a
3: freebie for you. Please nominate somebody. We need more candidates this week, so it's a lesser chance that I win.
2: So I can't nominate Diesel already. Dang it! You can. Uh, you, can you can. You can double nominate. I can second that nomination. You want to no, second no. it? I would not because there. I. I don't have a reason to.
3: I'm already nominated twice for my NFL playoff take and then for saying uh, Justin Herbert was hamming it up. I already have
2: two nominations. Right. So, no, you're good. Um, You're good. You're good. Uh, You know what? No, I'm going to—never mind. It's only going to make me th- seem bad. No, thank you. You can you can put me on there. No, I wouldn't, even though you've hurt my heart more than once this weekend. I,
0: I told you you're not nominated, but I would have nominated you if I hadn't said that for not having the guts to nominate me. That's where we're at. That's how meta we just got. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bogey, have a great weekend, buddy.
2: How many questions was that,
0: D
3: sell Yeah, real quickly. We have a new 2023 record for buy or sell. Uh, two questions is the new
2: record for this it year. It was
0: one and a half because I didn't listen to the second question. Uh, that's true. <laughs> At that's all. One and a half.
2: Hope we weren't saving the best one for last.
0: And a half. Oh, from the guy who hates sports. <laughs> all right. Let's do Bum of the Week after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. From Andrew Bogus,
3: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
0: Right, welcome back into the show. It's Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. This NFL postseason, every Westwood NFL broadcast streams live for free. The wild card round, the division around the AFC and NFC Championship games, the Pro Bowl, and Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One Station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone fix finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get on the zone. AutoZone. All right. It's time for a robust version of Bum of the Week.
3: Hallelujah.
0: I'm a bum. All he's
3: doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum.
2: you a rotten bum. I'm a bum. They're a bunch of bums. I'm okay. a bum. I'm a bum
3: the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Man, I got a bunch of good nominees. I mean, this is going to sound like it's coming out of nowhere, but Urban Meyer. I mean, look at what the Jags are right now. Hosting a playoff game. Why? Because he left. I'm serious. Strong candidate. In a similar addition by subtraction, Seattle is playing in the playoffs. Nick Kostos told you they're live, and that's because Russell Wilson got the hell out of there. Gino, who cares about Russ Smith? I'm going to work on that. Diesel, you're, you're a strong contender. First, you said Justin Herbert was hamming up, i.e. faking his injury earlier in the year. And then you continue to insist that the NFL playoffs should go to four teams, and you're not kidding. Uh, I mean, I'm Kentucky, gl- bat. Yeah,
3: uh, Yeah, late. I'm glad it only took two weeks for me to uh, have a strong nomination and be uh, the leading candidate. Two weeks. I mean,
0: Kentucky basketball, sure. A Rod. I mean, yeah, but he's always on here, I and mean, he's just A Rod, you know. The snow thing. He doubled and down do- on
3: shoveling snow. Doubled down off the land. It was
0: funny. One. He was he was winking. He was winking at his own silliness. I thought. I'm crossing him off. I'm crossing him off. Unnominated. A Rod. Uh, domes. Just domes for my wife. You got anybody else? You want to nominate anybody else?
3: I'd love to sit here and tell you bogus, but I can't because we're still best friends. Yeah, you are. Can I put Dana White in there?
0: So, to me, that goes beyond. That's a different, but he deserves an incredible, I think, level of criticism and vitriol and condemnation for that hypocrisy. But I would say, I think it's a different thing.
3: Then I guess you've named all my candidates already. Hard man, yeah. I'm really bummed out. You're bummed out. I'm bummed out. You see what I did there? You should be because
0: we're starting the week off questioning Justin Herbert's authenticity and playing to the paint. He actually played. And then insane, and I'm convinced accidentally, that the NFL should go to four teams and just being like, I'm going to believe it. I'm never going to admit I'm wrong. For making the argument the National Football League should go to four playoff teams, that the that the NFC and AFC championship games should be week one and the only week of the playoffs other than the Super Bowl, Thomas, pretty daddy, what are you talking about, De Celestino? it is unanimous, the universe has spoken, the world agrees. You are
3: clearly
0: the Bum of the Week, bro.
3: That's your Bum of the Week. I detest you! On lighter Than You.
0: Oh, man. To quote without swearing, the guy that was the dental assistant
3: and Horrible Bosses, that felt so good to get that out. Friday the 13th, that's what happens. You get a cell bum. <laughs> Thomas
0: De Celestino,
3: you crazy
0: bum of the week.
3: This is not. Oh, a, that felt good. Not a good trajectory for me. We're two weeks in, and I've won half of them already. This is not good. Last year, I believe I won three times. This is not a good pace.
0: All you had to do is be like, like, oh, I, I don't know why. I said that never mind. That's dumb. All you had to say, like, you, you <laughs> might, you, you have bum of the week community for six weeks if you were able to. <laughs> that's like asking. I don't know. A dog to be a cat, or me to dunk a basketball. Some things are, you know. But are an how an are we gonna know if I'm wrong if it's not gonna happen? We know. <laughs> Don't worry. We know. Wow. Um, I, I my, my my brother and his family are in town for the weekend, so that's exciting. We're gonna Bobby and I are gonna watch some football together. hang that's out. Awesome. There's also some big soccer coming up this weekend. A Clásico. Um. His uh, kids want to play some tennis. So we're going to do a little tennis, maybe do some soccer, eat some good food. What do you got going? What's the weekend plans looking like?
3: Uh, I think we're going down to, uh, to my in laws on Saturday. See how to. I, uh, I think my brother in law will also be in town. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're family. Yeah. Other than that, a lot you, of football. You're going to time, time that, though, so that you're in the car. Are you guys going to go early? Yes. Early there, early home. Football will be on at their house.
0: Are they, okay, because, like, sometimes there are situations, and I, I have these, where you go to in-laws, you go to, like, you know, sibling spouses whatever, or friends where they don't watch sports, and it's really awkward where I just – I'm the guy who's like, hey, I really want to do this. Can't come with the sports. And then I've, I've shown up, and, like, no, I'm being serious, and no, it can't be the little, like, TV in the garage. Like, I'm taking over the TV, and I'm watching the game because that was the agreement. Right? But you don't have to worry about that.
3: It's not my house, but give me the remote.
0: That's it. Um, all right, Nick Castos. thanks uh, to, to, to Nick for being on the show. Thank you to Andrew Bogish, who's everybody's best friend. Uh, thank you to the Bum of the Week, Tom DeCelestino. And thank you for listening wherever you are. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Have a great three-day weekend. But we will be your Monday hanging out if you want to swing back by on CBS Sports Radio.